Online dating can be such a hassle. Isn't there a dating app that can meet your emotional needs and it's easy to use? Look no further than the trauma bond. We pair you with someone who shares all your traumatic experiences, like depression, growing up with a mean-ass daddy, or IBS. If toxic love is your jam, find that partner who likes open-hand combat on the bus. Now it's as easy as a swipe to be emotionally codependent. Overcome your battles together at the Trauma Bond today. Yo, yo, how y'all feel? It's your boy, Joel Boyd, co-host, comedy writer, actor, director. Welcome back to the show. We got a great one, man. Stephanie Barron's with us today. Beautiful actor, wonderful performer, so, so, so talented. She is, you know, grounded, amazingly just a sweet person and just a, a, a thespian, just a real actor. A really special episode coming up. High Power is the podcast where everybody comes on and tries to find the best version of themselves. And we know y'all out there doing that work on yourself, man. Take it easy on yourself. I think I could be hard on myself sometimes. And uh, I think our guest shares a little bit of her journey with that as well. But, man, have a little grace because life is hard enough, you know? A couple dates right off the bat. November 11th, I will be doing stand-up at Revenge of Comic Book Comedy Show. November 12th, we are screening High Power, the director's cut, for the first time in Los Angeles. Do not miss it. It is a secret house show location. It's going to be a wonderful night. Uh, we got some comedians. We got some performers. I mean, it's going to be one of those nights, and you don't want to miss it. So hit up therealjoelboy.com for those dates, and uh, you can keep up with anything the film is doing at highpowerfilm.com. But I want to get into the show, man. It's great. So I'm not going to delay any longer. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to High Power. <laughs> I feel like it, to me it was like a conscious thing that was happening. Like as I was getting older, I was like, big bro, how do I not lie to women? Like, and he what? was like, bro, what? don't worry about that shit. <laughs> like, because, you know, it's like, I think there's a certain point with, especially with men, where we're not lying, but we're not disclosing all of the information. Yeah. And I think women do that, too. I think that, that's across the board. That's yeah. a gender neutral uh, quality. But I think for men especially, it has been historical in the way we do things, where it's like, like a like a dude'll never just be like in my whole phase, I was very honest about that. Okay. Like I was like not trying to act like, ooh, let me try to be like a boyfriend type thing, or like let me try to or and I also wasn't trying to act like I was a bad boy either. Mm. It was like, no, I'm working a lot. I think you're cute. What now? Mm. And it's like, but women responded to that. I'm realer now, but before like in college. I probably was, I'm a, I was a fool. I would say I was a fool. Like, it was okay. like when it came to ladies, like, I was just like, oh, you like me? You like me too? I don't know what to do. Oh, you want to be loyal to one, but you also like the other one. You're just like, I don't know. I, I, 
God gave me all the pluses. Oh, like, so God. I just didn't know how to communicate. Like, it's not like I was lying. I just didn't know how to communicate. Like, hey, there's other people around that like me. And I kind of like them. I was okay. always like, I like you. And I guess. And then, but I kind of like this person and try to juggle that. Yeah. Not that I was doing anything wrong because I wasn't <laughs> dating any of them. I was just hanging with all of them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, how I see women is, hey, I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the truth. And some women would be like, cool. Uh-huh. Like, well, it's like, uh, it's almost like doing the hard thing first so that later is easier. Yeah. So let me just say this shit so you yeah. know what's up. And then now we can go from there. Instead yeah. of being like, let me circumvent around this. And it, uh, sometimes you're just like, there's one girl that she's honest. Like, she was honest with me. Like, yeah, I'm dating this person because, like, hey, you're not ready to step up, so... Mm. dating da, da, da. I told you I liked you but you know there's other person where I was like you know what I respect that mm-hmm. and I'm gonna let you go cause mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to commit and I was just like yeah, she a player you know she a player she <laughs> doing her thing so anytime she they got like, moves they got moves bro got, women got moves women got too moves, bro, bro better moves than us better way better what, it's more calculated Smooth. they think more like strategically mm-hmm. while we just think like a little bit we're just like you know what hell yeah let's just do it they would be like no, I'm doing it for this reason. I think this yeah. is. But now I slowed. I slowed all the way down. Like I think I talked to like one person. We talk a lot about love in this episode. Yeah, it was. It was a good episode about like, traditionally love, like just love all around. Like that shit was fun. I was listening to. That's uh, I was listening to comedy last night because I was just listening to David A. Arnold. Oh right, right. Because it was funny. It's like. I'm away from comedy, like, performing-wise, mm-hmm. but people will come up and not even know I'm a comedian, just start saying things. I'm like, wow. Like, there's this lady. Uh, we were at a music event. She was just like, David A. Arnold, you don't know. Like, this is a white lady. Mm-hmm. Like, not white, but, like, she's in the culture, though. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, you don't know about David A. Arnold? He's a hilarious comedian. He's a funny comedian. He just passed away. I was like, he just passed away? Because I, I saw a headline, but I didn't really, like, pay attention to mm-hmm. it. He was just like, yeah, David I Arnold, you got to go home and watch him tonight. Like, you know, like she was just like telling wow. you, you got to go home and watch. I was like, well, I'll go watch him. Like, because no one has that. Nobody, no human outside of comics tell you to go watch a comedy special lately. Like, yeah. no. And so the fact that she told me to go watch wow. it, I was like, I'm going to go watch this guy's special. So yeah. uh, last night after work to unwind, I just put his special on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I give every comedian like 10 minutes. And I was like, you know what? This is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's a man speaking his truth. Like this is this is a free man right now, mm-hmm. like speaking his truth about his wife, his kids, his father, his <laughs> stepdad. Like it was just like it was Kevin Hart esque, mm-hmm. but like on a different level. Like he was just really talking about himself, like yeah. really talking about the situation. And but he was talking about volleyball, just like hey, a trip. He paid like thirty five hundred to go to Vegas for his daughter's volleyball like game, you know, and she didn't even want to try. She talking about, eh, eh. And he's just like, I didn't pay thousands of dollars for her to just do, eh. And he just goes into a story of just like, you better fucking, like, yeah, like cry. Yeah, yeah, ball. like, you better, yeah, I'll kill everybody in this motherfucker <laughs> right now. Like, he was so, and then he did a piece about his grandfather. Like, he just turned it into a one-man show, like, mm-hmm. grandfather. And he acted like his grandfather, like, sat down and just like, you know, David lazy. You know, David Lay, and he goes into, like, a whole, like, like, monologue about his, like, David and then realizing David wasn't lazy. 
He just needed to find his purpose and walk. Like, he mm. says all it. Like, did this nigga know he was going to die? Mm. Because it was just like, he was giving life lessons. Like, he was just like. When was this latest? <clears throat> it's had to be recent. Mm-hmm. It's had to be recent. Because not only that, it's just like, the special also included, like, interviews with his family, his stepdad, his adoptive mm-hmm. father. Like, all of these people he had around. And this was when he was alive when they shot this. So it was mm-hmm. just like, damn. damn. Like, he laid it on the line, wow. bro. When I'm saying, like, he was like, I've been in this for 27 years. Mm-hmm. Like, he told his story about doing cocaine, mm-hmm. selling his car living in LA like you got the complete story of who the fuck this guy is how he raises his kids because his father raised him like this Mm -hmm. so he also was like nah I'll never be like that but understood why his father was like that Mm -hmm. so it was like very growth realization too like Mm -hmm. all in funny fucking like in Ohio he shot in Ohio Mm -hmm. very fucking like it was just like like you have done this for 27 years Mm -hmm. you have Mm. you laid that shit down you may not be famous as mm-hmm. you want to be but as far as your work you did that work mm-hmm. and your children can be proud of this wow. like he did a hundred show like he did the, it was really a good special yeah man we have a what i would call a, a true thespian on the show it's really amazing kind of hearing in this upcoming interview um stephanie's journey from i mean she said she was gonna be a psych- psychologist mm-hmm. she ended up studying that and realized she wanted to do acting but very genuine. She's very vulnerable in this episode, just talking about even how she talks to herself, things she had to put herself through to be where she is today. And she is everywhere. And I say that as a friend, as somebody who has worked with her as a collaborator, I just admire her as a person. And I think you will too. She's been out seeing some movies. She's in uh, the new Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. She has also been on the upcoming season, the new season of Home Economics on Hulu, season three. Also, don't miss her in the Santa Claus's series that'll be on Disney+. And she's also in a lead in a short film called Say Something that was pretty amazing. I think it's a short that's about trauma and healing. It's funny that the themes that we talk about in this upcoming episode, love, relationships, and the trauma that can come with being a couple and choosing to be a couple. And so she's in a short that I honestly tackles a lot of the topics we talk about in today's episode. So if, if that's out in your area, go see Say Something, directed by Eleni Rivera. You can keep up with Stephanie on IG at Steffi Barron, S-T-E-P-H-I-E-B-A-R-R-O-N. She's a delightful human being, and we have a great conversation with her coming up right after these messages. Hi. Do you ever have an itch and you're in public and you don't want to have that itch and you want to wish it away? You ever on a date and you just have to scratch and the scratch just won't last? Hi. (laughs) I'm Puffy Cream. (laughs) This is the first cream where it doesn't stick, it evaporates as you apply. I'm puffy. I'm puffy cream. <laughs> Just one squeeze will put you at ease. <laughs> a million dollars. Yeah. Eighteen hundred brother must have six hundred dollar credit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
just wake up and go to your closet and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to wear today, but I want to feel like myself. Like, I want to feel dope. I want to feel super charged. Like, I'm a superhero putting on my uniform. You know where you need to go? Alert Clothing Brand. These guys are a young fashion company doing amazingly positive things. I mean, they have premium materials. They have t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and, and all original designs with these creative sayings that just let you know that you are coming into your power as a human being. They, they try to really encourage everybody who's a part of their movement to enlighten themselves and stay vigilant on a journey of finding the best you. You know what I mean? You, you, you want to feel like you, you on your purpose, like you, you confident, like you feeling self-awareness and self-development. So I need you to go ahead and get your fashion game up. Go to alert.com. That's A-L-L-I-R-T.com. And you can also keep up with them at Alert Brand on Instagram. And when you get to that website, I need you to do one thing for me. You got a discount code only from us at High Power Podcast. Go ahead and type in Power Pod on the checkout. All right, that's your code. Go ahead and type in PowerPod for an exclusive discount only from high power listeners. So go ahead and get into the best self that you possibly can with Alert Clothing Brand. All right, they are here to remind you that you are a God having a human experience. Alert.com. And you know, I tried to steal a lot of that jewelry they gave me in the play we did. Oh yeah, I took a lot of that stuff. You did? Good for yeah, you. I just liked it. Whoever I'm too was much costume of a designing, follower. I get scared. I'm like, they'll know. They'll know what's me. Oh man, I'm trying to get better about like asking. You know, squeaky yeah, yeah, wheel yeah, yeah. gets the grease. Yeah, just be like. I get a lot of clothes from shoots. I I don't know. I gotta like start getting souvenirs. The only souvenir I got from Top Gun was like we had this badge in order to get onto the aircraft carrier. Yeah. And we were supposed to return them. We were supposed to return everything. Like I had to return my script, and they shredded it right in front of me. Oh yeah. no! They were oh, intense. of course. But I was like, I still have that badge, and it still has like the fake name that they called it on. You know, <laughs> so it wasn't like they weren't putting Top Gun on paper. They were putting like Orpheum or something like that. Oh. Yeah. So I still have that badge. You got to keep the badge though. I wasn't supposed to, right. but I did. I mean, and hey. I felt like that was rebellious for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, you got okay. this. Like just speeding on the yeah. highway. Like, don't make yeah, eye contact. Yeah. No one knows. <laughs> like, Heart she's, beating the whole time. Yeah, she sees cops. <laughs> they know they they're know. after me. Cops, they're, I was working with the Navy. Scientology's <laughs> after you, bro. Tom Cruise knows a badge is missing <laughs> yeah. off set. He's like, he woke up in the middle of that again. She's a thief. Someone. Stole Damn, my badge. Top Gun, that's dope. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Joe bringing dope guests into the motherfucking Yo, studio, hey, man. Bro. I mean, hey. you know who you're working with? Like, I, he's I do, dope. Yeah, I know. I know who I'm working with. I know <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like a family member. You're like, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a yeah. shiny new toy. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, Steph's like, I mean, we've had some serious actors on the show, but mm. you're like probably the first of your kind. Like, oh. absolutely. Just like a, a thespian. Because, I mean, you, like, we met in the Chicago theater mm. scene. Yep. Where'd you, were you from Florida? Orlando. Yeah. Orlando, okay, Central Florida. Born in Florida. Miami, grew up in Orlando. Oh, born in Miami, okay. Oh, you're born in Miami, too. Yeah. Okay. I was born in Miami. That's oh, so random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida babies. You know okay. what I mean? There's something in that water. Y'all a little hey. crazy. And the energy is real out there. That Florida energy is real. Like, yeah, that, it's like it, it's, it's, the the, it's the thing. Like, you know how there's a California energy? Like, South Florida does not. Yeah. conform to the no. california it just like i'm here mm -hmm. what's up kelly 
Like, that's how it is. Like, everyone I meet, you just, like, you know they're from South Florida. Like, it's so wild. <laughs> it's because so, they have that edge. They have an edge to yeah. them. Like, anyways, and Florida. Huh? Hey, edge. I'll take that. So you, okay, so Orlando, how long were you in Atlanta, Orlando before? Were you? Did you go straight to Chicago? I went to college in Chicago, so yeah. I left at, like, 17 or 18. DePaul. And then DePaul, yeah, theater school theater there. School. Did acting and psychology and then mm-hmm. just stay wow. there. Wow. What a mindfuck. I know, right? <laughs> acting and psychology. Let me break oh, yeah. down why I'm acting like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Did you double major? Yeah, I did a double major. I thought I was going to be a psychiatrist Jeez. and I had a whole plan. I was going to go to grad school for it and everything. And I, I mean, the theater school is intense. So I was mm-hmm. literally sitting backstage during shows, not in my scenes, doing my psych homework. But then I hit this point where I was just way too empathetic and I was crying doing my homework, reading these case studies, like learning about all these oh. different mental illnesses. Mm. And I was like, I can't be a psychiatrist. It won't be good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll be an actor and just cry that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. See, but you finished the study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you were like, I'm going to use this. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You never think about like what it's like to be a therapist mm-hmm. and like to take that on especially if you have patients that are really going through it yeah. like i know when i go i'm like i'm just trying to figure my shit out and my therapist is like calm down you're yeah. in la you're paying your rent shut the fuck up you're doing great <laughs> <laughs> I like like she always just reminds me where i'm at i mean you could have just called your aunt yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> call, your, call your mom call your mom <laughs> that's but all I'm it like, is real people that go i'm just like i can't imagine helping or just being somebody's because I feel like for me, it's like a, um, it's kind of a soundboard. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think for some people, it's they can't even like afford to be there. Really, yeah. it's like, yeah. How do you, how do you take on somebody's? Uh, sometimes it's like the weight of their soul. Yeah, yeah. Their, their burdens. Well, it's not even really about taking on the weight of their soul because I think therapy is about holding up a mirror. So that mm-hmm. way, they're just kind of bouncing back those ideas that you have and helping you work through them. It's not like, that's the whole point. That's why I couldn't do it because I wouldn't be able to hold up the mirror. I, I am empathetic. I, mm-hmm. When I'm with somebody, I pick up their energy. I absorb that. I become that. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're a therapist and you're really in there, you're, you're just giving them someone to talk to and then helping translate things for them so they can look at it in a different light. Mm-hmm. If you would have went down, let's mm-hmm. fancy this thought. Mm-hmm. If you would have went down the, the yeah. psychiatry route, what would have been your practice? It would have been psych. What's the difference between psychiatry and psychology again? Psychiatrist prescribe? Yeah, psychiatrist prescribe, yeah. and then psychology is what you think of like therapy, talk therapy mm-hmm. usually. So that would that would have been you? Yeah, I would have probably done talk therapy and focused on um, EMDR, which is sort of reprocessing for trauma. Oh, what does that stand for? Oh, man, that's a big <laughs> <laughs> It's school. been a couple years. It's been a couple years. Okay. Oh, gosh, it's something. I'm not even going to try. I'll butcher it. But EMDR. every time I say it, I always want to say, instead of EMDR, I always want to say EDM. And I'm like, that is not the right thing. <laughs> 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 We're going to start this session here with a little. <laughs> so how you feel? Yeah. Get yeah. your life together. <laughs> get your life together. Get your life together. <laughs> Sessions over. I would low key be excited if my therapist, if I walked in and she just had a shoulder move. Like, all right, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. How you feel this week, huh? It doesn't matter how you feel. You're here now. Be Let it go. Yeah. She's like, putting you on a new shit. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is fucking Skrillex's new shit. Yeah. It's actually my cousin. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, LA therapist. <laughs> That's the LA therapist. Yeah. yeah, this shit's new, bro. It's bubbling up. Yeah. It's my side hustle. Anyways, let's talk about you. This is me. <laughs> but how do you feel about this song, really? Yeah. That's an LA therapist. <laughs> they're all 100%. doing music and they're just dropping it like, you like this? You like this song? Yeah, I did this. Me and my yeah, jazz. I did make this feel. <laughs> my jazz band. Anyways. Oh, gosh. So, okay, you would have been talk a talk therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a dream scenario? Like you would have had your own practice or like focusing on certain types of patients? Yeah, I wanted to have my own practice and I really wanted to focus on adolescent psychology. So kids going through their trauma because that's Mm. kind of where it all stems from. And then I also really wanted to focus on, I mean, I'm such, I'm all about women empowerment. And I wanted to focus on Mm -hmm. women who have been abused Mm -hmm. and just really give them a voice and really help them work through their own things. Yeah. So that would have been that would have been the dream, I think. And maybe if I had more musical talents, I, I can sing a little bit, but I'm mm-hmm. not like, you know, I'm not yeah. like a musician. <laughs> I think it would have been cool to incorporate music therapy. Oh, wow. Enlighten me. I, I don't know exactly. I know there's like sound baths. Is, mm. is that or is there something else that's a Ooh. part of music therapy that I don't know? Um, I mean, I'm like I said, it's been so long. I didn't end up going down that path, so mm-hmm. I don't know too much about it. That's like a whole other I would have had to go to get my master's for that okay okay but yeah it's supposed to it's supposed to help just you know interact your brain in a different way so you're not Mm -hmm. just focusing on talk therapy it's kind of kind of getting a different part of your brain involved to work through things Mm. is that kind of like uh what they wouldn't they call like left brain and right brain Mm -hmm. yeah that's the same thing with emdr because emdr you're tapping Mm -hmm. like that and so you're actually hitting your right leg and your left leg, which is activating both parts of your brain and getting your body moving. So you're no longer stuck physically in the trauma. Oh, wow. I highly recommend it for anybody who's going through something because trauma, it gets stuck in the body. It gets stuck in your mind. So Mm. it's a really good way to, even if you don't remember it, because a lot of people forget their memories when they go through trauma, Mm. it literally just works it through your body, even if you're not fully aware of what you're working through. Mm-hmm. Like lets it pass, mm-hmm. and that's the yeah. dangerous part because you think you're fine, mm-hmm. and your, your body's like, "Nigga, I am tired." I'm like I've been keeping all these memories. You're like, "No, they're all gone." Yeah. <laughs> all clean, all clear. I, and your hip is just like you're limping. You're like, "I'm fine. I'm, fine. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Everything's fine. Everything's cool, man." It's interesting to hear you talk about that kind of stuff too, because. The play that we did uh, when I met you, mm-hmm. it was very traumatic. Yeah. Uh, subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it, it kind of like all of us went through it together and we kind of, uh, the playwright was a big part of it, but it was kind of a big, like they held our hands through like, hey, they kind of let us know like first week of rehearsal, I think table reads, they were like, hey, y'all, this is a heavy subject matter. It was basically about, like, it was a fictionalized version of um, high school shooting. How a high school shooting could affect uh, a school and different types of students and all mm-hmm. these things. So we played high schoolers, and it was kind of the before and after of the effects mm-hmm. of, you know, these school shootings that still happen. Yep. But yeah, literally, I remember in that first week of rehearsal, everybody, they, like, it was just kind of a, we understood at that point, like, oh, all of us are, like, about to, like, graduate like a trauma class together Mm -hmm. yeah and it was just like everybody was literally preparing us for and i think that was my first time going through that as an actor Mm. to just be like oh i'm gonna like because they taught us like you know we're basically building traumatic memories Mm -hmm. that are going to exist in your body as we rehearse this show yep 
And then it was like, you know, we kind of all had to be aware of that so that by the end of the run, we could figure out a way. And even by the end of the night, sometimes figure out mm-hmm. a way to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, to you do know. it safely. Safely. What do you um, guys do? Go to shooting range? What, like, what do you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> so shoot it out. Yeah, just get it out of your system. <laughs> yeah. What'd you guys do to get it out of your system? I think it was really just the fact that our cast was so cool. Everyone was so tight. Everyone was so supportive. And I mean, you and I, we worked, like, mm-hmm. all of my scenes were with you. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just, like, really, I feel like we were always checking in with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think, for me, that's what it is, because... In order to get it out of my system, I gotta communicate with somebody else. I can't hold it in. I gotta be like, "Hey, I'm I'm a little shaky today," and like, mm-hmm. you'll hold my hand a little tighter on stage. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I got through it. I think. Mm. Yeah, it was very it was it was a very organic process. I enjoyed, but yeah, everybody was everybody was smart. Mm-hmm. Everybody was smart. And um, everybody was kind of funny, too. <laughs> yeah. like it, was, it was a really heavy play. Mm-hmm. So it really helped, I think, that even the director, Erica, yeah, she would, like, you know, she would drop us in these really, uh, you know, kind of beautiful moments and just trying to give us the weight of what was happening and why this scene's important and all these things. And then she would just slip in these little quips, just like little... She was pregnant as shit during yeah. the time. Oh. Just we, she just had so many jokes, like, <laughs> yeah. jokes about. Can anybody bring me a, a big jug of water, please? Large jug of water would be great. Uh, just like, but yeah, I don't know. Keeping the silliness, I think, was kind of mm. how. At least I did it. Yeah, and we yeah. danced a lot. We did. We had dance. I forgot about we that. We had dance lot. parties. Yeah, even in the show, we ended the show. Oh with yeah, a big it was dance a dance party, party in yeah. the show. Mm. And then backstage, yeah, it was like a lot. We yeah went to a few parties, danced it up. Do you have different processes for different genres? How do you go about like how you prepare? Like when an, here, maybe yeah. here's a good question: When your audition comes in, mm-hmm. audition comes in, what's your process? My process is changing a lot. I don't oh. know. I think I'm I'm now focusing so much on authenticity and bringing myself to it. Whereas before, I was always like, okay, what do they need? What do they want? And if you're always looking for what other people need and what other people want, you will never be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So I'm focusing on what do I want to do with this role? What do I want to do with this project? How do I fit in? How do I bring me? And I used to only do that with drama, but I'm finding that I need that for comedy too. Cause Mm -hmm. like I'm a little weird and I kept trying to stifle this weirdness and this quirkiness (laughs) and like how awkward I am. And it just wasn't working. Like I can't pretend to be cool and funny because that's just not me. (laughs) I can be totally awkward at a drop of a hat. So I'm I'm really just bringing me into everything. And that's sort of what I'm doing with everything that I approach. Yeah. That's the name of the game, bro. Being yourself. (laughs) It's tough when you got lines in front of you though. (laughs) well it's just like saying the lines sometimes it's like uh putting yourself in that position like okay these are the lines i would have said but it's just yeah you got to build what the what the person is Mm -hmm. and what that situation means to you Mm -hmm. because even if it's not the exact situation it's like all right how do i relate to this Mm -hmm. how long do you guys self-tape for like what's the limit where you're less like enough Man, I used to do a lot. It's funny, the small ones, the ones that are like two lines, those are too many. I always do too many. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's because it's so short, you can be so nitpicky. I'm just trying to do, you know, like a one take wonder or two takes and just like really be in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And even even if I so mess two up. Two takes. 
That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. It, that's the new thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm changing my process. I don't, because at a certain point, if you're just focusing too much on every little detail, then you're not being real. You have to have you you have to have done your work ahead of time and then just drop in, put it out there, be a human being because human beings are imperfect, mm-hmm. and just go with it. It's the best way to do it. It's scary though, yeah. Because you do all the homework, you really study, like. Uh-huh. And then when the cameras, and that's usually true. My first two takes are always the best ones. Yeah, exactly. And then I do, I obsess over, I wanted to hit that joke harder. Uh Ah, fuck. I should have inflected this. That would have been a little funnier. Or, you know, more dramatic. Here, I wanted to drop into this moment. But then you're like, every, no matter how many times I do it and I fix Mm -hmm. that moment that I wanted to fix. Yeah. But then I go back and I'm like, that first take was better. It was the best one. It always is. It's the best one. It always is. Because that's where you have the adrenaline. That's where you have that authenticity. That's where you have you, where mm-hmm. you're still feeling it out. Because when you're existing in life, it's not like you've been practicing. I didn't practice this moment with you guys. I just met you today. Mm-hmm. Like, So, you know, you just kind of jump right in. and You just got to let it go. I do miss theater. I do miss having the live audience. But I think the thing that I love about TV and film is that with TV and film, it's not about the audience. It's sort of just about who I'm talking to in that mm-hmm. scene. And so it just feels so much more grounded and real to me and personal. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I get a lot deeper with TV and film than I maybe ever have with theater, mm-hmm. which says a lot because I did, like, Greek tragedies where I'm, like, crying on the floor and, like, screaming my eyes out, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I think with TV and film, you just get to be, you just get to exist a little bit more. Whereas sometimes in theater, you you do have to, be louder. You yeah, you have to perform. be bigger. So it's just, it's. And I different. say unto thee, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's there at the door? Who's there at the door? You're like, yo, calm down. Yeah, in the front row, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what it's always like. Right? If you're in the front row at a play, you're like, geez. Like, man, why they put me in the front? You know why I smoke. I sit here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give you the reaction you want. I'm analyzing the whole play. I'm like, this shit is good. Yeah. <laughs> Act three is gonna hit. <laughs> what got you into acting? Like, what was what was the first like memory that you think you were just like, I could do this? I actually was always that kid that was kind of performing and doing things. I started out singing as a kid, and oh man, yeah, I'm gonna tell the story. Yeah. My my parents love this story, but I would put on shows for them, and I would write these songs, and like, I thought I was hot shit. <laughs> and my song that my dad still sings to this day, he says this is my my major claim to fame and maybe I won't ever be able to top it. I would just sing, and the girl was crying, and the boy was crying, and they all were crying. So I think <laughs> it was always a little dramatic. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, my God. Damn, bro. You as your parent, you're watching that, you're like, yo, yes. Yeah, <laughs> she's got it. She got it. She got, <laughs> she got Let me send her to L.A. right now. Yeah, Obviously, let's go. Keep that chops, okay. Damn, yeah. So that was in Miami? That was in Orlando because I grew up in Orlando. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And so mm-hmm. I just, I was always singing. I actually went to Germany and did um, a study abroad singing opera and leaders and classically trained. Mm-hmm. So you can sing. It's been a couple of years, but I, nah. I I got some history. <laughs> you, you you got that bag. If you were opera trained and you went to Germany, where it's, they're precise about everything, mm-hmm. you could sing. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't remember much German. I remember a couple words here and there, but yeah, it was it was a fun time. And I I still like to sing for fun. Never done karaoke. That's on my list. What? 
Wait, you've never done karaoke? I've never done Wait, karaoke. How long have you been on this earth? Have I you... know. I don't know why it never happens. I And I, the funny thing is I was just in Chicago with some friends, and we were at a karaoke bar, but one of my friends really wanted to do it, and she had her song. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be supportive. And I was so supportive that I forgot to sign up myself. Oh, <laughs> bruh. And L.A. karaoke is different from Chicago karaoke. Chicago's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. L.A.'s auditions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll pass everybody listening. That. L.A., everybody listening. Like, I'm like, oh, you good. Like, passing out business cards after they're done. Like, <laughs> catch me at Macy's. <laughs> yes, I will catch you at Macy's. Now, you got to do karaoke. You dude. have to. It's such a yeah. release. That's what I hear. That's what I feel. I, I think it's just because I don't have that song, too, you know? I'm not really sure what it would be. You don't know your go-to song. You yeah. don't know your go-to song. I don't know my go-to song. You will. Mm. It will find you. Oh. You just got to, like, filter through a little. Got to trust the yeah. universe. You got to, like, me. yeah. Because at first I thought mine was, like, David Bowie under pressure. Mm. Oh. It still is, though. Okay. But it's, like, not the song for me. It's more of okay. a performance, like. Da-da, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, not really, <laughs> it's a performance. It's piece. a performance to get everyone like waking up. Like, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Though. Yeah, that, that's it really, that's about. really what it's about. But vocally, I can never touch yeah, yeah. like those motherfuckers, bro. But I have fun with them. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what karaoke is about. Like having fun. Like, and then you get. I feel like black guys go to karaoke to sing all the white songs that they can't sing, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. during the week. <laughs> like I've never seen so much Charlotte, like New Charlotte Day, whatever they would say, bro. They would, bro, it's like all oh, the small, like what, like and it'd be like dreads, gold teeth, bro. You're like, yo, not you too. And they're in it, like they're in it. I love this song, Stacey's mom. <laughs> Come on, bro. She's all that I want. <laughs> Me and my brother, we love. Uh, what is it? Is that Ashley Simpson? Pieces of me. Oh, oh wow. Classic. Okay. Classic. Classic. When she yeah. just sings, it's just the best part of the song. <laughs> that is a good It's the good best one. part where she just stands in the middle of the street and goes, yeah. oh. <laughs> one note that isn't even a note. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Shit's great. And by Nick Jonas. Jealous. Oh, that's a good one. Do... Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. That's a... Mm-hmm. Bro, when I say the most unexpected character told me to listen to that song, he's just like, no, listen to that song. <laughs> and I would, like, listen to it. And I was like, this is a really good song. Yeah. Nick Jonas. You just got to get to, you got to get your drink right. Yeah, you mm. got to get your drink You got to right. get in the zone. Like You okay. can't get drunk. You can't get drunk. No. You can't get drunk. Just got to be vibing. You got you to be nice. You got to be, be nice. nice. Classy. Yeah. Classy, but feeling loose. yourself. Okay. It's a little loose. Just a little, mm-hmm. so, you know, your vocals are tight. Because your heart start beating when that mic start touching. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody looking over. Like, oh, yeah. I, it's not my note. Uh, it's not my note. It's going a little higher. And you're going higher. <laughs> you started, you ever see somebody <laughs> go, give me like a rap. Fuck. <laughs> 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 you ever see the dude who'd be like, can you start it over? Oh. Like, no, nah, 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 it's just keep the it's there. No. Because <laughs> the karaoke guy doesn't give a fuck now. He got no. a whole list of people yeah. that he go through. Hey. Keep it going. Keep it going, bro. As it long as he doesn't turn down your volume, that's how you know. Oh. <laughs> I'll do it for the dance floor. Like, I went to a wedding, and nobody was dancing yet. And I was like, oh, I'll go. I was the first one out there. <laughs> after, oh. After the couple, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I stole the first dance. Like, Nobody's dancing? <laughs> Where are the bride and groom? They're so late. <laughs> uh, get off the dance floor, please. But uh, yeah, I no dance. No one was dancing at a dance floor at a wedding. What wedding was this? It Where was this? Little, it took a little time. You it know? Took time? Then then it got moving. Was I it think an open bar? A little shy. 
Oh, yeah. People okay. were just moving a little slow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You like weddings? Yeah, I do like, I love love, guys. I love love. <laughs> <laughs> I am in support of everything. I'll see people taking pictures for weddings and I start tearing up. I'm like, oh my God, they found the one. <laughs> wow, boy, God. boy cry, real. girl cry. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes home singing, the boy was crying. <laughs> the girl. Gotta the bring girl it back. Yo, I love love too, man. I'll randomly go to a couple at a bar if I see the connection. If I'm like, just let them know. I'll just oh. be like, yo, I see you. I mm-hmm. see you guys, and it's like, and I'll have a conversation. I won't remember it the mm-hmm. next day, but I will be in that moment. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, yo, you guys, I know you guys are in love. And I'll just have jokes for like five minutes about like, and I know he does this, right? And I know, and I, cause I feel people. <laughs> and they'll be like, zone. how does this guy fucking know? And I'll be like, goodbye. <laughs> Keep that love going though, cause we need this in this world. And I'll just disappear. Just I love that. Keep that love going, cause we need this in this world. We do. That's uh-huh. good. When you say you gotta call it out, you gotta bring it up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they need that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do they need do. that. Cause you don't know what they're going through internally. I don't know their, their problems. I don't know why they're mm-hmm. at the bar, but I know you guys are in love on Saturday night. Yeah, here. That's beautiful. Yeah, so it's love good, is cool, man. It's, it's good cool. energy. But like some people, you, you got to pay attention to like why somebody's doing something yeah. too, because it's like sometimes it could be, it could be of selfish um, motivation as well. Like it mm-hmm. could be like a, you know, oh let me pay for this so she'll, you know, yeah. put out or whatever the fuck, <laughs> dumbass dudes. Pay for dinner so she could put out. Yeah. Uh, that's so old school now. It, yeah, and people still think like that. Though. A lot of people do think like that. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when I'm dating, I just. I like to pay my own way just because mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I owe something. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very independent. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that I can get rid of, I'm like, all right. Yeah, got, now it's on the table. I got me, I got you. So now let's just be ourselves, be each other, get to know each other, and not have that weighing in on it, not have that mm-hmm. infiltrating some sort of power dynamic. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, I see a lot of, like, girls dating now. They're just like, oh, I'll pay. I'll be like, yo, this is different. Mm-hmm. Like four or five years ago, girl. Wait, 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 wait. Pay for herself or yeah, pay for like, both? Like, like for both sometimes. Like, I'll take you out. Like, some girls be like, I'll take yeah, you out. I'll be like, that's happening. Oh, I don't know about that. Like, but then I'll be like, okay. It's nice. <laughs> it's tough. Well, you deserve to be wined and dined too. Yo, that's what you they know? say. You deserve to be like, I like that. I'm like, okay, but I don't get only used to like it. Only if we like you. Yeah. 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 Only if you, they like you. Yeah. Dead ass. <laughs> but I don't get used to it. I'll be like, uh, I'm not, I'll be like, all right, take me out. And I still pay for it a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I still want a gentleman. I still want someone who's going to open my door, you know, and yeah. do that. But we can be a little even on some things. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hard line to, mm-hmm. I, I think we're kind of redefining gender roles. and mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah, a lot of deep good. stuff in there where you're like, yeah. like, sometimes you end up on a date and something little happens and you're like, and you replay it in your brain later. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. Like, I thought I said this or I thought I did this. But she thought I, it was coming from a whole other place. Yeah. And you're realizing you're coming from your, what happened with your parents and your grandparents mm-hmm. and like the relationships you've seen growing up and mm-hmm. what was on TV and all these things. And so we're, we're, a lot of time I think we're responding to what we've seen and we're not necessarily building what we want. So it's cool to, yeah. to hear you. Does it come up? Do you put that foot forward on a date where it's like, where, does that come up naturally? Or are you like... Um, is it kind of like a silent move where you're just like, oh, I'm going to pay for this because I want to get that out of the way? Well, I mean, it depends. You know, I think it's it's it depends on each individual relationship, each individual person. Mm-hmm. But in terms of getting to know somebody and, you know, having our own ideas of what we think something is, I think that just comes down to communication. 
mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that's me communicating my story, the guy communicating their story. But as long as we're talking, mm-hmm. I think that's the most important part. And not just like talking small talk, like let's talk about who we are. Let's talk about what made you like this, where you come from. How do you, how are you on uh, small talk? Like, oh, are you, man. like if a guy, she said, oh man. Oh man, small talk. Because, you know, <laughs> how's the, how's it's just life? not stimulating. Yeah. It's just, I check out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, there's so much more to life. There's so much, I mean, there's such limited time that we have. Let's fill it up with quality, not just mm-hmm. jabber jabber. Like, is there a point where, <laughs> where you, like, will you, it just, I mean, I'm sure it depends on the guy, mm-hmm. but is there a point where you're just like, uh, where you actually try to make the switch? If oh, you notice, from... like, oh, this motherfucker's not opening up. All right, fuck it. I'll meet you right here. Then what? Now what? I mean, you never want to force somebody. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think some things have to happen naturally, and I feel like if you click with somebody, then it it just, it's just part of the conversation. It's mm-hmm. not even small talk. It's just, it's just there. Yeah. But if there is somebody who I can tell they're kind of holding back, sometimes I invite it by sharing more of myself. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to, you don't want to poke somebody, you don't want to pull something, but you want somebody who's going to meet you where you are. So if I share a little bit more about me and my history and where I come from, I can see how they're going to react. If they're going to make a joke about it, I'm like, all right, mm. let's take a step back, then that's not it. Mm. Then I'll just, you know, keep it lighthearted for the rest of the night. But if I share a little something and they listen and they hear and they say, actually, that's funny because that reminds me of this, mm-hmm. then I think we're elevating to a new level. That's brave. It's that deep talk, boy. That, yeah. <laughs> you got to be brave on both sides. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, you got, I got to be brave, too. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, vulnerability, like, it's easy to say, but it's hard to share, really. Like, mm-hmm. It's not like, in the moment, you're like talking, you're just like, wow, I'm really sharing. And then you get off that phone, you're like, did I say a lot? Did I talk too much? Oh, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did I, fuck, did, is she going to see me in a different it. way? Like, because she sees a, this side, and then like, and that's when it's just like, oh, shit, she was really listening, though. Like, oh, then you get on the phone, like, oh, she listens. Oh, she, she, okay, got the ideas. And like when she contributes to the, like, conversation, it's not like, I, 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 I. It's just like, oh, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, like, you're just like, okay, it's, it's different. Don't you break my heart now, because I'll fucking <laughs> go crazy. That's when guys go crazy. Like, they share that shit, and yeah. the girl's just like, peace. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> you got all my secrets? <laughs> you got all my secrets? <laughs> Bitch. I could have had a journal and I shared it with you. Oh, you evil. And then, and then they never open up again. And then they it takes them like another, like, that's why guys don't open up because sometimes they've been hurt. Yeah. And then some people just don't know how to open up because they mm-hmm. just be like, hold on. Like, but I like I like what you're saying, Stephanie, because it's like it's it's um it takes a special person to like put yourself out there. Yeah. I think that kind of person can really change the the science of a, a room and the chemistry mm-hmm. in it. Because, you know, like, I used to think me being funny was also, it was a social fear that was I was quelling, you know what I mean? But also I realized when I was younger, I was like, oh, shit, when I just be that and I'm like, I'm saying the thing that's on everybody's mind, mm-hmm. everybody kind of loosens up and it's like, oh, fuck, all right, great. Now we're, now we're in class. All right, yeah. class started. Cool, mm-hmm. everybody's good. All right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it takes um kind of an awareness to be that person and and to be hopeful because sometimes you can be that person and put yourself out there and then nobody does it i know nobody joins you 
But the thing is, even if nobody joins you, you're robbing yourself of the experience if you stop doing that. Because for mm -hmm. me, that is my authentic self mm -hmm. when I am sharing. And like for you, laying out those jokes and like making a warm environment is mm -hmm. your authentic self. So even if you don't get the laugh, that doesn't mean that next time you're just not going to say a joke because mm -hmm. then, then you're not being true to you. You're robbing yourself of that experience. And that's not fair. Yeah. I had to go through a lot of shit to, to be in the relationship that mm. I am now. Like, mm. I had to, like, like you were saying, risk. I think it's like risk. It's yeah. like I had to be okay with, like, knowing, almost like knowing deep down, like, heartbreak is a part of love. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, like, accepting that. I think my therapist said this once to me, like, because uh, I was going through some shit and I was, you know, just trying to rebuild myself. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, heartbreak is a side effect of love Ooh. if you think about love as like it is a drug yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah and it's like eh, it has side effects you want to do it still mm -hmm. feels great so it's the reason why we're here right yeah all right well you're gonna you're gonna get heartbroken again so but i mean everything that's great comes with risk yeah 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 it's true and yeah. love is the greatest thing and money <laughs> and <laughs> money love and money <laughs> love, love and money go Hand in hand, ain't it? Because it's not. I think both of those things are value. Like love, money, they're transactional. But it's like a lot of us can get empty and be looking for both of those things constantly. Man, it's hard in L.A., bro. Oh, for both, 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 Jesus, constantly auditioning. Ooh, <laughs> everywhere, on everything. I'm auditioning on Tinder right now. Yeah. Auditioning yeah. on Tinder. I'm like, riding elephants photo. for no reason. <laughs> Just making up karate classes back. to feel interesting. <laughs> I do jujitsu. What's up? Holler at me. <laughs> I have no problems. I just like to fucking wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> just make up a whole, Yo, a whole thing. character. Are you are you dating out here in LA? I'm dating a little bit. I'm finally open to dating again in general, which mm. was a big thing for me. Ooh, like, what happened? Just I mean, I I was not I was not open. I was not having conversations like this. I was doing that thing like, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm okay, talking like two octaves above where I actually talk, mm. you know, and putting on this kind of face and you can't date if you're not really being you because then you're selling this product that's false. Mm -hmm. And then when someone actually starts to like that product, there's only so long that you can maintain that. Mm -hmm. So now that I've finally worked on me and found me, I'm dating again mm -hmm. and I'm open to love. Whereas before I was like, nah, I'll date. But like real feelings, ooh, I will stay away from those. Mm -hmm. So this is this is actually a lot more fun, which is funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you're being you earlier. Yeah, well, right away. It's yeah, like right you, away. Because I'm also no longer looking for that approval. Mm. Like, I like me, and that's the most important thing. Whereas I think a couple years ago, I didn't like me, and I wasn't really aware of that. Mm. And so how could somebody else like me when I was hiding who I was because mm. I was not enjoying who I was? Damn. Woo! That's... God bless you for being here right now. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's a hard place to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. that's a that's a tough place to yeah. be and be dating. And be in the industry and, and acting. Industry. And, yeah, like, I, it, it was it was not great, but it's funny. Like, it kind of all happened during the pandemic, and the world stopped, and it gave me the time to sit by myself because we were all sitting by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm. If I don't want to sit by myself, how can I sit with someone else? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What was um, 
the process of how you started to get to the place where you were liking yourself and like, you know, being open and dating? What were those sort of those things that started happening? I think it was just really analyzing who I am and what I want and not apologizing for it mm-hmm. and doing a lot of self-love talk because, man, my talk, to the way I talked to myself mm-hmm. was just, it was rude. Yeah. <laughs> it was rude. Mm. And I, I started, you know, doing, uh, Mel Robbins has this thing called the high five habit and it sounds so okay. silly, but you're supposed to go to the mirror first thing in the morning, like as you're brushing your teeth and you just give yourself a high five. <laughs> and there's something with the brain that and the physicality of it that that's like a win at the beginning of your day. That's a little bit of self-love. And just doing little things like that, and it's silly. It made me laugh at myself. Yeah. I made me not take myself so seriously. Yeah. And that just sort of started setting me on the right track. And I used to, I went through this phase where I literally said to myself multiple times a day, oh, I hate myself, I hate myself. And mm. my God, that is sad, you know? Mm-hmm. And I worked on it and I started doing the high five. I started saying I love myself even when I didn't. And now it's true. And now I'm like, oh, I'm awesome. I'm cool. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm a good person to be around. I deserve love. Yeah. Dude, that, that is so real. Man, like, I feel that. I feel that. I, I, I had kind of discovered that on a walk I took yesterday. But, yeah, just that I had this moment of just, like, I, I think I realized two things. It was, like, I, first of all, you don't realize how hard it is for everybody that we know that's on planet Earth to just be. Mm-hmm. Where they're where they're at, yeah. Like we don't know. I don't know everything that it took you, like Stephanie Barron, to like literally. I don't know what all of the things that it took for you to be here today mm-hmm. and sit in that chair, and be with us. Like, I don't even know. You know all of those things yeah. that you had to go through just to be here. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's enough, man. Like all this stuff that we put on ourselves. Like, and I realized I put so much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was, I'm hard on myself about being hard on myself. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like, mm. and I'm like, bro, I started, dude, I took a note from you, Ralph. Like, I started calling myself beautiful. Mm. Like, I don't acknowledge my own beauty. Yeah. And like, I think because we're all like these little stars, you know, we're only here for a little bit of time. You know, it's like in the universe, it's like, okay, a star, it's bright, it's burning, though. It's here. It's going to burn out one day. But it's like, while we're here, it's like, oh, wow, I get to be a star. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how when it's going to end. I don't know when. But it's like, dude, I'm fucking. Yeah. Like, you don't appreciate your own beauty. Like, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think like, you know, like you were saying, just kind of taking that time. And the pandemic did. It gave a lot of people a lot of time. If you were lucky enough to look at it that way. Yeah. Some people, unfortunately, didn't have that chance. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of family they had to take care of and yeah. things like that. But um, no, nah, that's beautiful. Yesterday, I took, not yesterday, two days ago. I was accidentally microdosed too much on shrooms. Oh man, oh. It, accidentally, accident where God took a hold of me and just like nigga, because I, <laughs> I was supposed to go to a concert. I was supposed to go to a concert, so I was like, I'm microdose and just have a little fun. Yeah. Like then a chef gave me like powdered up shrooms, oh. and I'm doing this like Ooh. it's chia seeds in my yogurt. Oh no! <laughs> like no. I, yo, I know. My mind, I'm just in the the. Making a smoothie, yeah, like yeah, not, yeah. These, this is just oh, shrooms, man, bro. I'm sitting there on the couch, just like holy shit, like, <laughs> and it's just like realization after realization, and yeah. choo, 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 choo. I'm just like, 
uh-uh, uh-uh. I was like, I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not, I just wanted to, like, my brain was like, I just want to have fun. It was just like, nah, you here now, nigga. You here now. And it, and it wasn't even a deep voice. It was a lady. Like, she was just like, you're here. Yes. You took drugs. You took drugs. And I'm like, yes, I'm on drugs. Like, <laughs> and I had to do through. all the silly tools. Yeah. Because if I gave it to a person that wasn't prepared, or, like, they haven't yeah. meditated, they just don't know anything about breathing, you're fucking, I was gonna go nuts, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, I had literally had to, like, look in the mirror, like, I'm on drugs. I love you. I love you. You're oh. doing this. You're gonna be okay. You're fine. And then I had to do, like, a deep breathe in, breathe out, like, asking universe, this is what I want. These are my intentions. These mm -hmm. are my intent. Because when you're fucking on shrooms and psychedelics and, mm -hmm. and you're thinking this is fun, this is, that shit shook me up. It was like, oh shit, you gotta have intentions and you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. My intentions as a human, my intentions for tonight. My intentions for the week. Like, mm -hmm. I had to say all that shit out loud so I didn't go crazy. Because yeah. I was like, holy shit. But it was like tools I do without the drugs. Mm -hmm. So when it was like amplified, I was like, oh shit. I was like, you know what? I don't need to do shrooms for a long for time. A while. <laughs> a while. Until I see trees outside my neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think everything I'm doing now, I'm trying to find more joy in. You don't want to look back. I'm trying not to look back and be like, man, I worked so hard for that thing or to get a certain place. Mm. And I didn't, was I enjoying it though? Mm. Like, yeah. did I really have a, did I have fun? Like, you hear those stories a lot. You, you know, um, it, whether it's in uh, media or like in a movie, you ever see like an older person and they're on their deathbed and they're like, they always say, ah, I wish I would have had more fun. Uh-huh. Mm. Ah, I wish I would have had more fun. Mm. This is the first thing they always say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, I'm in my 20s still. Let me grab a little, so like, yeah. let me, bro. I know 30s coming. I don't even care. You can have fun like, in your 30s, too, though. You, yeah, you should. I think you can keep you having can. fun I at think any like stage. 20s is where you're figuring out a lot of yeah. you, a lot of where you, the direction you're going to go. And then 30 is just like you're on that solid path. And then all the magic happens around it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because you're already on your purpose and path. Like, you're straight, bro. You can't mm -hmm. have fun. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not you saying. have to. It's like, yeah. I, need it, I need it to be higher on my priority list. Yeah. Like, it should be part of my homework. Must have fun. <laughs> that's the Write kind of it down. I, mean. <laughs> I feel like that's from Spongebob or something. <laughs> What's on the agenda today? Fun. fun. <laughs> I'm meeting so many more people. I'm just discovering so many new things. Yeah. It's way more fun this way. Yeah. I like it. Just you're, say yes. Say yes. Yeah. Generally, you're a goofball. <laughs> but not a lot of people know that, which is Deep what's down. really funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You I it's funny. You're one of those people that like got to know me right away immediately. Mm -hmm. But I think that's because you were so inviting and not everybody gets to see that. Like I immediately felt comfortable around you. And I think now, now that I'm more self secure, I am just being my goofball self, mm -hmm. regardless of who it is. And like, all right, you can either keep up or you can get out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. That's bro. real. Uh, you cook a lot too. Oh yes, I do. Cooking yeah. is the other thing that really gives me a lot of passion. That's just like, I think it's also because acts of service is my love language. Okay. So I like making a meal for people, and it just. It's how I show my love. It's how I invite people in. It's how I connect with people. Yeah. It's like you're just cooking for you sometimes. A lot of times I am. and Or it's just like to come up with something fun, especially in L.A. So many people have different food allergies and things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I made this 
gluten-free, vegan, like diabetic friendly cake, but I needed to taste good because mm -hmm. I didn't know I had celiac until later on in life. So I remember what all the good stuff tastes like. Mm -hmm. So that's always my mission. Oh. Like I made that for this Game of and Thrones celiac, party. for people who don't know, is mm -hmm. that, that's gluten? Oh yeah, that's gluten. You can't uh -huh. have gluten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get really, it's not immune gluten disease. And we're not saying anything? Is it like lactose? Yeah, it might be one of those things where humans were never supposed to. Probably, maybe, <laughs> who knows. All right, well, go ahead. But, but yeah, no, so you I, made what was it? I made this um, gluten-free, vegan, diabetic-friendly cheesecake for this Game of Thrones party because there were gonna be a lot of people with different allergies. That's, <laughs> you asked me why I don't go out to parties? Oh, I'd rather make a cheesecake on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I just a cheesecake at like an art gallery where Cheesecake. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. nice though. Also, I think when the world feels heavy, that's when I start doing my cooking and baking because I'm like, oh, people need a little extra love. They need a little mm -hmm. sugar. They need a little. Oh, you to did. Day. What did you? She drops off something. What, oh, what did yeah, she? She yeah. brought me something in a, during the pandemic. Yeah, I did like a whole route with all of my friends that were still in LA, and I made these espresso salted chocolate chip cookies oh. and just started dropping them off to everybody. Yeah, it was the sweetest thing. I am so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was like, you know, we all know how 2020 felt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I think this was midway through. I mean, it was like a few months in. Yeah. And I just remember like this, especially in L.A., like this. I know this is happening everywhere, but it was just like very, you know, topsy-turvy, politically, mm -hmm. socially, everything that was happening. And Stephanie literally was like, I think she, you hit me up on a text or something one mm -hmm. morning and said, hey, I'm doing this route. I'm dropping off cookies. <laughs> you want some cookies? And I was like, how is this, like, <laughs> saving my life? <laughs> like, everything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everything that's going on, you never think about, like, oh, there's, like, life. people yeah. that are just doing things for people still mm -hmm. without, need, mm -hmm. you know, like, needing anything. That's, that's what people should know about Stephanie Bear. That's what people need to know. Thank you. you. <laughs> that's the kind of person. That oh, is. Thank you. you can't. I mean, I'm not saying anything after that. <laughs> that was a great. That was great closing too. Like, you're saying. gonna do that, Stephanie Barron. Been a beautiful time. Hope you had fun. On I the had show. so much fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you for letting me be my real self here and just share. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Follow us. Subscribe. Rate us five stars. We love it. We love you guys for listening. Um, keep up with all the episodes at HighPowerPod.com at HighPowerPod on IG. Hey, man. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by the all-new emotionally codependent dating app, The Trauma Bond. Find your equally socially awkward partner and sit in silence for three hours together. You've never thought a panic attack could be foreplay, but it is. Find your partner with an equally up past at the trauma bond. Not responsible for emotional labor.